0: Way back in 1991, Rajiv Juneja, a medical sales representative from Meerut in Uttar Pradesh, India, decided to start his own pharma company along with his brother. They started with an initial capital of 50 lakh rupees. Now, he is the CEO of the fourth largest pharma company in India in terms of domestic sales. The pharma is reportedly eyeing a valuation of over 6 billion dollars. And one thing that makes it stand out from the rest of its competitors and also makes it the target of criticism is its sales first strategy. This approach of course came from Rajiv Juneja's experience as a sales representative. Juneja had no training. He just learned along the way as he tagged along with his friends from CIPLA and GlaxoSmithKline when they went from doctor to doctor. And here is what he told Seema Singh, the editor of The Ken, a few years ago in a very telling interview when she asked him about his early days. He said, and I'm quoting, I learned from my gurus who were bosses, not leaders. On the 30th of the month, you need to deliver or else I'll take your bag. This was the industry culture, which is why many companies went to dogs. But Zipla and GlaxoSmithKline had a good culture. End quote. For the most part of its existence, the company which we know as Mankind followed a philosophy of selling medicines to smaller and more rural areas for a lower price. It sold drugs for acute therapies. But in the last couple of years, Mankind has changed its strategy. In fact, in this interview with Seema, Junija had actually talked about it. To him, he'd said, Mankind is aggressive, even impish he spoke about how in the long term, mankind sees itself as a listed company. A little more than five years later, that is exactly what is happening. The initial public offering or IPO of Mankind Pharma Limited opened for subscription on the 25th of April and closed just yesterday. But in recent years, the Indian stock market has not been very kind to pharma companies that have been listed. Since 2010, 17 of them have had IPOs, but four have been delisted. Of the rest, half of them are trading below their listing price. And not to forget, the current economic situation with the banks collapsing, most companies have decided to postpone their IPOs. But mankind is going for it, with confidence. Welcome to Daybreak, a business podcast from the Ken. I'm your host, Negda Sharma, and I don't chase the news cycle. Instead, thrice a week on Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays, I will come to you with one business story that is worth understanding and worth your time. Today is Friday the 28th of April. It's actually been a while since mankind was ready for an IPO. Clearly, the pharma's aggressive sales strategy has worked out for it so far. Its business in metros and cities grew by 22% in the last financial year. This is nearly two times the overall growth of the Indian pharma market. But before we go any further, here is what you should know about the IPO. The company is looking to raise $670 million dollars But none of that money is actually going to mankind. It is the company's promoters and private equity investors who are selling their shares, which are about 400 million in number. But the question remains, is this a good time for an IPO considering the market situation? A pharma analyst who is privy to some valuation conversations told us that actually it is quite well-timed. He explained his statements saying, and I'm quoting, The market may be jittery due to macroeconomic concerns such as high inflation and interest rates. But pharma stocks are considered defensive bets in such conditions and they are preferred. End quote. But mankind has clearly been doing things that seem to be working out pretty well for it so far. Stay tuned to find out more. For the longest time, mankind has focused on a sales first approach. It has a field force of over 11,000 medical representatives and 3,000 sales managers. It is very unusual in the pharma sector. You won't believe that for the first 12 years since it came to be, it did not even have its own manufacturing unit. It was only in 2007 when it set up its first plant in Himachal Pradesh, and in the following 10 years, 18 more plants came up. Now, the company has grown manifold because it is focusing on diversifying. From its earlier focus on drugs for acute diseases, it began tapping into the chronic segment. The company acquired Panacea Biotech's formulation brand's business for seven times its sales. Analysts thought that this was too expensive. But this let mankind get into new fields like oncology and transplants. It also in-licensed two more molecules from Pharma Majors Glenmark Pharmaceuticals Limited for anti-diabetes and from Novartis AG for heart failure therapy. It also acquired a Dr. Reddy's lab brand for asthma treatment. Now, it is also moving towards hospitals. This shift to the chronic segment has borne fruit for the company. The segment grew 2% faster than the acute segment, which actually accounts for two thirds of mankind's sales. But not everything is rainbows and sunshine for mankind. Coming up next, I tell you about some concerning matters regarding the pharma company. Analysts are not happy with Mankind because it has not provided the breakup of its consumer health business. For example, each of its top 36 brands has sales for over $6 million. In the consumer health category, it is the three top brands in contraception that are leaders in their segment. But beyond that, there is little understanding of how Mankind's different brands are growing. But irrespective of whether consumer health is growing faster or not, Mankind wants its business to grow faster for sure. But in order for that to happen, especially with its entry into new therapeutic areas, the investment in research and development is not enough. That is another matter of concern. It is spending less on research and development than what a company its size should be spending. All its competitors are spending more in this area. If mankind really wants to maintain this growth, And push it further, it will require more than just the reach and frequency of its field force, which is already among the largest in the Indian pharma industry. Gaurav Kapoor, the co-founder and head of India operations at life sciences commercialization company called Indigene, summed it up pretty well when he spoke to the Ken. He said, and I'm quoting, If mankind is able to provide what its core proposition has been, which is high quality at an affordable price, because of which in each of the therapies that they are present in, they have taken a 30% share, in the new five therapeutic areas, they will do pretty well. End quote. Daybreak is produced from the newsroom of The Ken, India's first subscriber-focused business news platform. What you're listening to is just a small sample of our subscriber-only offerings. A full subscription unlocks daily long-form feature stories, newsletters, subscriber-only apps, and podcast extras. Head to theken.com and click on the red subscribe button on the top of the website. I am Snigdal Sharma, your host, and today's episode was edited by my colleague Rajiv Sien.